Welcome to the Six Figure Product Biz Podcast. I'm Carrie, a product-based business coach. I started, scaled, and sold a successful multi-six-figure e-commerce business, and now I love teaching entrepreneurs like you how to start, grow, and scale your dream product business. I'm obsessed with all things marketing, e-commerce, and business, and I cannot wait to share all my secrets with you. I also love all things dogs and coffee. Each week, you'll learn step-by-step tangible strategies to help you scale to the next level in your business, skyrocket your sales and traffic, reach more customers, and gain greater visibility in your business. Because I know you don't want to waste your time or energy trying to figure it out all on your own, but you want the business growth roadmap so you can create a profitable product business that gives you the life you love. Whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab your coffee and your favorite notepad and let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the Six Figure Product Business Podcast. So today we're going to do a quick episode and I'm going to share seven lessons that I have learned from being an entrepreneur for the last seven years. So I created an Instagram post that I posted today and I was thinking about it when I was sort of drafting out my little list of things and you know, as usual, when I was writing my list of seven things, I kind of changed a couple things as I was thinking about it. And the truth is there are a million lessons that I have learned in the seven years of having a business. So it was actually really hard just to choose seven. But I did this two years ago. I did a post or I think it was a blog post where I talked about five lessons that I had learned in five years of being an entrepreneur. And I kind of like that. I like the idea of every new year that I I'm an entrepreneur, I can kind of change my list and add, a, add an additional thing. So I kind of like it. Maybe it feels like a little tradition. But anyway, let's dive into it. So seven core lessons that I have learned from seven years of being an entrepreneur. So number one, and some of the things I'm going to talk about, I'm kind of like combining a couple things into one. So I'm sorry, I'm cheating. <laughs> so number one, focus on profit from day one and pay yourself, even if it's a small amount. So there's a lot to unpack with all of these. And I'm really wanting to keep this just a quick little check-in style episode, because I think it's really important, you know, as I'm coaching people and working people, working with people in a variety of different programs, I think it's really important for me as a leader to share the things that I've learned, to share the lessons that I've learned. And I'm very transparent with mistakes that I've made. And I'm very transparent on a lot of the things in my business in terms of like what I invest in and what I spend money on and just different things that work for me or didn't work. And focusing on profit from day one is a really important thing. And it's not something that I did from day one. You know, again, these lessons that I'm sharing here are things I have really leaned into or learned over the course of seven years. So focusing on profit from day one, the reason this is super important is one, your business is not a hobby. It is a business. And a lot of people start a business with the mindset of, oh, I'm just going to start my little business, my little side hustle, my little this. And you're not treating it like a business from day one. You're treating it as this like little project to do. And why that's dangerous for you is it sort of can trick your mind into thinking, oh, yeah, this is just some casual little thing. It's not important to me. You know, it's not 
it doesn't mean anything. So I think when you show up from day one or or day whatever it is for you, this could be three years into your business. It doesn't matter. You, ne- it's never too late to change. It's never too late to change the track of of you and how you show up and your mindset and all that kind of stuff. So, I think when you have the mindset of this is a business, I have to make profit. You make decisions differently. You show up differently in your business. If you are only getting a certain amount of money that's coming in and you have to send products out to people and you have to buy inventory and you have to pay yourself, if you're allocating a certain percentage of money that's coming in to pay yourself immediately, you're going to have less wiggle room for other stuff. That might mean you have to change the different things you're paying for. So it's just a good way to think about things when you think profit first This is a business, not a hobby, and I'm going to pay myself, even if it's a small amount. You don't have to pay yourself huge amounts at first. I know a lot of people, especially when they have a product-based business, they are the money that's coming in, they're reinvesting it in your business. And sometimes you have to do that. So I'm not saying that you have to pay yourself a million dollars, but even if it's a small amount of money, maybe it's $100 a month or a week, whatever it is, depends on how much money you're bringing in. But you should be of the mindset that I need to be making profit. And two, I need to pay myself. You're not working for free. And again, sometimes you will have to work for free. So some of the stuff I'm saying here, it might feel like a bit of a contradiction. But overall, you you want to pay yourself. Okay, this is a really important lesson. And one that took me a bit of time to kind of do myself, to be honest with you. Uh, Number two, this is a really important one. And all the things I'm talking about here are things that I've personally experienced, whether I haven't done them or I've done them too late or, or, or whatever. So number two, time is your most valuable asset. And the reason this is a really important one is because I know a lot of you, and including myself with my first business, I'm very transparent and honest that I did not invest in coaches, courses, membership programs, trainings with my first business. I figured it out on my own, and it was a freaking struggle. Like I was on the struggle bus for three years. I was on the bad mindset state for three years feeling depressed, feeling anxious, feeling like my business just was swallowing me up whole like a whale or something. So this is nothing to be proud of. And I'm not proud of it. I never say, oh, yeah, I it was totally smart of me not to find a coach who could help me. You know, never. I've never once said that. So the second I, I sold that business and I started my current business, I joined a mastermind immediately. I was like, I need to be around like-minded people. I need to learn from someone else who's already done the things I want to do done, no brainer, the best decision I've ever made, which is why that first mastermind that I ever joined really for me has been like the most transformational investment that I've made because in that I got to work with people one-on-one. I got to, they helped me take ideas, put them into action, understand how to do things, get support when I needed, have someone to chat with or cry to or whatever. So anyway, so when I say time is your most valuable asset, spending months of your business, years of your business, Googling everything, trying to figure everything out on your own, watching a million YouTube videos and piecing things together and trying to figure out like the how and the why and how to do it and is it working for you. Downloading every single free guide, free training, watching all the webinars, you're wasting your time. 
And I say this with love because I did it myself. Okay, I did this with my first business. And it is a mistake. The reason it's a mistake is because there are other people who have already done the things that you want to do, no matter what goals you have. If you want to start a CBD dog treat company, if you want to take your Etsy store and you want to you want to start a Shopify store and you really want to start driving crazy traffic to that store or you want to start a handmade jewelry business or whatever the hell it is that you want to do, someone else has already done it. They've already figured out how to do it. They've already cracked that code and by working with them or joining one of their courses, their programs, their memberships, their masterminds, one-on-one coaching, you will learn from that person and you will learn that shortcut that gets you from A to Z a million times faster than it will be done if you do it on your own. Time is valuable. Time is energy. Time is money. And when you're trying to figure out every single thing on your own, you are consistently putting yourself in a state of probably overwhelm, confusion, um, not sure if it's working, not sure what to do, not sure what to do next. You're not doing yourself any favors here. And I know it's a, I know it's scary to invest money. Okay, I get it. I totally get it. I didn't invest with my first business. My second business in the last three years, I've invested over $80,000 in memberships, coaches, uh, courses, things like that. So I've really changed my mindset into what what is what is it that I want to do? What's the outcome I want? And not like, I want to be a millionaire next year. Have smaller, actionable goals, okay? Like, I want to start selling wholesale. I want to make my Shopify website convert better. I want to get more traffic to my online store. I want to whatever it is, whatever your goal is. There's someone else who's already done that. Find them, figure out how to learn from them, and that's it. Yes, it's an investment. Yes, you have to pay money for this. But in the end, it saves you time. It saves you money because you're not going to waste money on stupid mistakes. And it'll get you to your goals faster. So this is a that's a really important one. And again, that that one, it took me time to figure that one out. But after my first business of struggling for three years, um, I would never do that again. Never. Not worth it. And I could have got I could have grown my business to a million dollar business if I had just found someone who could have told me what to do. You know, they could have looked at my business and they would have said, OK, here's what you're doing now. Here's where here's what you're not doing. Here's the opportunity. Here's what to do next. That's what you want from someone. Like when someone can give you that information, you will save so much time because you know what to spend your time on. You don't wake up every day feeling like, what do I do today? I don't know. I guess I'll just spend all day posting on Instagram. Um, this is a hard one. This is this could be a hard triggering pill for you right now. And I get it because I've been there. But you're wasting your time if that's what you're doing. So I'm just going to be frank and just say that. Okay, number three. Spend your time doing the things that you love slash the things that you're really good at slash your zone of genius and outsource the rest. So again, this is one that this has taken me time to crack the code here. Okay, my first business, again, I made all the mistakes. (laughs) I made all the mistakes with my product based business, which is why now I'm like, here's how to not do all the shit I did. So you got to. First, understand, and this might not be for the person who has just launched their business. Like if you've just launched your business, 
you're still trying to figure out all the things so you can ignore this step. But once you're ready, you got to come back to this step because it's very important. You will not grow a humongous business all by yourself. You won't. There's not enough time in the day. There's only so much marketing and packing and shipping orders and posting on Instagram and sending your email marketing out and figuring out how to do this and this and this. Like there's only so much time in the day and you will cap out. So spend your time doing the things that one, what do you really like to do in your business? This is a really important question to think about. And if you're not sure what you like to do, then just think about it. What do I like to do? Do I love creating content? Do I love creating, sending out emails? Do I love doing customer service emails? Do I love creating systems in my business? Do I love packing orders? Like figure out what you like doing and then you do more of that because you because you like it, number one. Number two, if you like it, you're at least on the track to becoming good at it and then outsource the things that you don't like. So in this in this tip, I said spend your time doing the things you like, outsource the rest. Also outsource the things that you hate doing, the things that you're not really good at, but most importantly, the things that are soul sucking to you. Okay, soul suckers. My best friend, Nicole, is a hairstylist. And she also has a podcast called Tales from the Chair, I think it's called. Sorry, Nicole, I forget. Tales from the Chair. And she talks about all these stories of her clients coming in and all the crazy stuff that happens being a hairstylist. But she calls some of the clients that come in that like suck the energy and life out of her soul suckers. And I love that. And I think it's very applicable to this type of episode too, because the tasks in your business that just, they drain the life out of you. Those would be soul sucking tasks. Those are the things you want to outsource immediately in your business, immediately. And I have mine in my current business. And I would say for me, those are answering emails. Like when people email about different things within my current business, uh, I don't like answering those emails. Like I, I want nothing to do with it. So recently I've outsourced customer service emails to my virtual assistant <laughs> and it is money well spent. Okay. Money freaking well spent. People get answers quicker and I don't have to deal with it. So it's a win-win for me. I don't like doing it. Number two, and I haven't outsourced this yet, but it's going to be the next thing that I start outsourcing. I'm going to get a bookkeeper is accounting. I despise doing accounting. It does not mean I despise looking at my numbers and looking at profit and looking at, okay, I'm spending a lot of money on X, Y, and Z. It doesn't mean I don't like looking at that stuff because I love looking at anything with analytics, but I do not like going through QuickBooks and I forget what it's called. Uh, When you go through your QuickBooks and you like check off the bills that come in. I forget all the accounting terms. (laughs) Uh, I hate doing that. So again, I haven't outsourced it yet, but it's going to be the next thing that's on my list of outsourcing. But for my product-based business, I despised doing customer service emails because with a product-based business, you get a lot of customer service emails. And it's very important that you have a very dialed-in system to deal with customer service emails because super important to take care of your customers. And number two, I hated, I hated with a MF passion packing up orders. Like I I hated it. I can't even express to you how much I despised it. I still 
to this day, I sold my business, has it been three or four years? Four years ago, I still have anxiety when I go into a post office. It it like triggers this thing inside of me because I spent three years of my life going to the post office like every day, dropping off packages, which, you know, in the end is a good thing because I was I was selling stuff, but I should have outsourced that. I should have not been the person packing up the orders and doing all that stuff. I'm a marketing person. I'm really, really good at marketing. I'm great at that visual brand building stuff. And I shouldn't have wasted my time or expertise packing up orders or doing customer service emails. So again, kind of start thinking about the things that you hate and the things that suck the life out of you and get those off your plate. Uh, Okay, the next one. This is a really, really important one. It is okay. So number four, it is okay to pivot or change your business. And then the second part of that is your business will not be what it looks like today, a year from now, or two years from now. Your business will change. You will change. And it's okay when that happens. Like It's okay when you just wake up one day and you're just feeling, I don't love the business right now. I need to change things. That's okay. And I think it's healthy to do that. And I think so many times when businesses feel in this like trend, or even we, like we feel like we're going through a transitional thing and it's scary. It's, it, it can be really scary. So I really think when that kind of stuff happens, it forces you to sort of sit down and evaluate your business. Is it making me happy? Is it working? Am I paying myself enough? And if the answers are no to those things, then you have to make changes. So an example for me with my first business, the Dapper Dog Box, was when I started that business, I was customizing and personalizing every single box that went out to people. So when someone signed up for my subscription box, they would fill out a quick questionnaire and they would fill out like my dog is on a grain-free diet, no chicken, no this, no that. And then I would let people write a paragraph about their dog. So people would say, oh, my dog is this breed and she loves this and she absolutely hates rubber ball toys and this and this and this. So when I was packing up the orders, <laughs> like I would, it's like the dumbest mis- I I can't even. It's 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 humorous that I'm, I can actually sit here and admit this stuff, but this is because I'm transparent and I always want you to know the mistakes I made. It's important for me. And I quickly changed this business model, by the way. Like once I was doing it, I was like, okay, this is not working anymore. So people would email me and tell me about their dog and what they liked and didn't like. And then I would customize their box to sort of suit that dog. But then when I didn't, when I started to be like, okay, this is this is cute when you have 20 orders. When you have 100 orders, this becomes not cute anymore because now I have to go through every single profile. Packing becomes very labor intensive because you're wasting time. And I'm like, oh, shoot, I don't have anything to give this person because their freaking dog only eats this, this, and this. So very quickly, I said, okay, you know what? We're not the personalized dog box anymore. We're this or that. And I pivoted so many times over the three years with that business. And by the end, by the time I sold the business, my biggest selling point for that subscription box was not being personalized, was not because we offered grain-free treats. It was not because the quality of the dog treats. It was, we give you super cute and fun and 100% unique beautiful bandanas in your boxes every single month. I had bandanas manufactured overseas. We designed them ourselves. 
Well, we had someone on the team, or she wasn't really on my team, but she was, you know, someone who I would pay to design the bandanas. So they were super unique and they were very trendy. And I did a really good job of choosing patterns and designs that fit in with the themes each month that were very trendy. So it was very outwardly beautiful and cute. And that was part of the brand. But that wasn't what I had when I first started. I learned and figured out that's what customers liked. That's why they were coming back and buying from me over and over and over again. And so that's why I pivoted more to focus on that. So that's what happens with your business. You start off thinking, oh, this is the business today. But over time, you realize people actually like this and this and this, and this is why they're coming back to me. It's okay to change the business. Okay. Uh, and and I just want to add one more thing to that. So I sold my business. So I grew it, took it, took it from the bottom up, grew it, and then in, after well three years ish, I sold it. I didn't want to do it anymore. You know, I knew in my heart that I wanted to do something else, and I could see this different sort of future for me. And it it was hard and challenging, and it felt scary to sell the business that I had built up from from nothing. And and it felt like a, a baby to me. Like it literally felt like a child. And my emotion was so attached to that business. And I know a lot of you listening are feeling the same way. You're like, I could never not have this business. Like what would my life be if I didn't have this business anymore? And I felt the same at some point. But when I sold it, I've never looked back. There is no, not one ounce of regret in my body from selling that business. And that doesn't mean that that won't happen for you. Everyone's different. But I kind of knew I'm ready to do something else. I'm ready for the next bigger thing. My business was a stepping stone for me. It was a stepping stone to what, to where I want to be and what I'm doing today. And what I'm doing today is a stepping stone to the next thing because the next phase of my business is going to be in the tech space. Like I'm working on two different tech apps and and things like that. One is potentially helping people start a product-based business in an online store. And then one is helping existing people who have an existing store and and things like that. So I'm kind of working on those on the side right now, but that's the next phase of my business. I'm not going to be doing everything I'm doing right now five years from now. That's not what I envision for myself. So I'm always looking forward, looking up, and I'm always thinking bigger. And I want you to do the same for your business and and be okay with your business being a stepping stone. So for example, I'm going to use, not going to use her name, but this is a great example of this. This person that I'm referring to and thinking of, and I hope you're listening and I hope you'll come back to me and say, oh my God, you're totally talking about me. (laughs) But I like this story. And it's kind of the same thing that happened to me. Like I cracked the code on a couple things. I really figured out one, never mind, it's not about me, but I cracked the code with my first business. I figured out a, quite a few things that other people just didn't know how to do. And when I started my education, consulting, coaching, mentoring business, which is what it is right now, I created a couple different courses and, and things like that because I was able to figure out things that other people didn't. And so a lot of you have a very specific skill set that you've now developed from your product-based business. And one person in particular I'm thinking of is she has a handmade shop. I believe she started on Etsy and she also has a Shopify store and she does handmade glassware. I'm not going to say anything more because I don't want to give it away. 
she started handmade glassware with a very like specific niche in mind. And now she's launching a, I don't know, like membership or course or something that's helping handmade makers with their business. And I love that. I love that because one, she's cracked the code on being a maker, how to make handmade products and whatever else like she wants to teach people. But she's kind of cracked some kind of a code and there's other people out there in the world who have no idea how to start a handmade business or they have no idea how to grow a handmade business. And so she can share her expertise that she's learned from the past couple years of having her business with those people. I freaking love that. I love that so much. And that could be the same path for you. Like maybe you've really figured out a really unique way to do something and you love the idea of teaching and mentoring other people. Like you kind of have to want to help other people to, to do the kind of stuff that we're doing. Like I thrive on helping people. It doesn't mean I don't want to make money. It doesn't mean I don't want to make profit in my business. But in the end, the deep core root of all the shit that I do, (laughs) including recording this podcast, uh, so you guys can get free content every single week uh, from me, is because I want to help people. I want people to become I I want to help other people get rich. I want to help other people start an e-commerce online store so they can grow their store themselves and they can sell their business and then do something else in their life. Like I love all that kind of stuff. And I love being part of people's story or journey, even if it's a small piece. So you definitely have to like what you're doing. But that's just a great example of like, it's okay to pivot in your business. It's okay to change your business. And your business can be the stepping stone to the next thing that you're doing. So don't feel like you have to do it forever. I have so many conversations with my coaching clients or people in my programs who, when I talk to them, I'm literally like, okay, have you ever thought about selling your business? Because you sound just like I did when I was ready to sell mine. And I, I always feel like I have to remind people, it's okay. It's okay to like not love what you're doing. It's okay to think about maybe I could sell the business. And if you haven't thought of that or you're unhappy with your business, think about selling it. It can be the stepping stone to the next thing that you're doing. Okay, let's get back on track. Number five, this is a really important one. Number five, you have to have actually my notes say you need to have <laughs> you need to have the balls and confidence of a effing grizzly bear okay you have to have the balls and confidence <laughs> of a grizzly bear and i say that and i love grizzly bears so I'm, of course i'm going to use grizzly bear i think before i had the the animal of a lion but you know i don't like lions to me aren't that cool i think grizzly bears are the coolest things on earth so and what that means is you you have to show up every single day. You have to deal with rude customers, copycats, showing up on Instagram, and, and people are either not acknowledging your posts, not acknowledging your content. People aren't opening your emails. They're not buying your stuff. You feel like you're doing everything and no one cares. No one's watching. No one's paying attention to you. But you, you have to keep showing up. You have to keep showing up and you have to keep You have to have this blind faith and almost like blind confidence in yourself that you can do it. 
you can make your business work and you can't give up or you will not give up even when things are hard or challenging. And that's why I say you have to have like the balls and confidence of a grizzly bear because if you ever see a grizzly bear, they are ridiculously confident, ridiculously confident. They just stroll through the grass or this beachy waters or wherever the hell they are because grizzly bears are in different, you know, climates. And they are so confident, okay, especially the male grizzly bears, not the mama bear with their cubs because that's a whole different story. In a different podcast episode, which I'm not going to cover bears on this podcast, however, if you see a, a male grizzly bear in videos or photos or whatever, they are fucking confident. Like they are untouchable. They basically barely have no predators. Okay. That's not exactly true, but pretty much. Like they pretty much have no predators. Again, if you're like a bear expert or you're whatever, you're going to come at me and say, yes, they do. Like a moose could kill them or whatever. Humans can kill them. But in terms of their own ecosystem, they really don't. They're super confident. They're big. They take presence. And that's what you have to be in your business. Like you have to show up as if your business is already killing it. How would you show up differently if your business was already making $500,000 a year, a million dollars a year, $5 million per year? Would you not show up differently? Hell yeah, you would. You're not going to be a baby about things. You're going to you're going to have different attitudes about things. You're going to you're not going to get all like butthurt that someone left you a rude comment on Instagram or someone sent you an email and they're like, "You know what? I hate your emails. Your emails suck. Unsubscribe from me." Like that stuff doesn't bother you anymore cuz your business is doing well. You've cracked that code. You're making money. Who cares what some loser says on Instagram or TikTok or whoever? So that's the kind of confidence you have to have in your business, even when it's not going well for you. You have to show up knowing it will work for me. I'm not going to give up. I'm not a quitter. And I will figure it out. Okay, number six. Your mindset is the actual thing that will break you. And it's not your website, your products, or anything else. It's your mindset. So Mindset is something that I have spent the last few years really, really, really working on for myself. I did not used to have a good mindset with my first business. Even like when I started my current business, I still didn't think that I had a good mindset. I think the last two years, I've totally transitioned my mindset. And when I say mindset, that's just probably a lot of definitions of what that means. But I think your ability to be positive your ability to i think the be po- i think the positive thing it, it, that's that's the thing you know when you wake up every day or you're like oh nothing's working in my business my bu- business is a failure i'm a loser Ugh. or are you <laughs> i feel like i'm being really dramatic or are you showing up with your business <laughs> thinking okay you know what things happen there's problems things aren't working but guess what i'm going to figure it out i'm going to have a solution what's the solution here what can i do differently how am i showing up in my business to improve things you have to have a good mindset about things if you're just always negative focus on why things aren't working nothing's working like you're always complaining about things i see a lot of people um that it's like how do i even explain it it's just, a, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's just like a bad mindset. You you see it, you know it when you see it, someone posting something. But 
a lot of it comes down to just having positivity and, you know, also just being being grateful, showing gratitude. With my first business, no matter what happened in my business, nothing was ever good enough. Nothing, nothing that happened was ever good. So I remember one day I got featured on my first BuzzFeed article and I just was like, oh, well, this should have happened earlier. You know, um, no matter what milestones and sales that I hit, Oh, I sh- I sh- I should have made more. This this business made more than me. So whatever happened with me, it's not enough. You know, I had the worst mindset. Nothing was ever good enough. I was so mean and crappy to myself. I treated myself like dirt. I literally just punched myself in the face every single day that I had that business. And my business today, I you know, I'm not where I want to be, but I'm continuously working towards that. I have a very think big mentality. And I know that I will get there. It just takes time. But I show up every day. I deal with rude comments on my YouTube videos, rude emails from people, bad, like occasionally bad podcast reviews. I got my first one-star review last week. And they gave me a one-star review because I say too many F-bombs and they can't respect the intelligence of someone who swears like that. So that was that was fun. And, you know, that was a one-star review where I actually wasn't upset about that because, you know what, the, sec- the first thing I thought was that's just not – that's, like, not my people right there. If you don't like sweary things, then you're not my people, and that's okay. There's plenty of other free podcasts you can listen to. Did they need to leave me a one-star review because I swear? Absolutely not. And I think that person is a total – troll and they can go F themselves. (laughs) Uh, Because I know the people listening here, you guys have my back. I have your back. You know, I'm here to support you. You know, I'm showing up, taking my time to give you free content and free information and free stuff that will help you that I wish I had when I had my business. Like I didn't even know of any podcasts that did this. So it's just things like that. Like you have to have thick skin. You have to know things will work out for me. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep looking at my numbers and improving myself and reading business books and just trying to better myself every single day. But I'm going to be grateful during the process. And now I celebrate all my wins. Yes, I have moments of relapsing when I'll, you know, message my podcast producer, Aaron, who's editing this episode right now. And I'll complain to her of like, oh, my podcast isn't growing enough. Like I'll complain for a minute. And then she'll send me some awesome, super supportive message back. And I'm like, okay. And then I'll go log into my podcast account and I'll see someone else left me a five-star review. And they wrote, they took the time out of their day to write a really nice review for me in the podcast. And those are things that I have to always remind myself why I keep showing up. It's not the the Karen, I don't want to use the word Karen because I feel like that's rude. It It's not the people who, like the trolls who leave you a one-star review just because they don't like that you swear, you know, that has nothing to do with my podcast. And that's not my people. That's not the people I want to serve either. So if that's you, then, you know, this podcast isn't for you. And that's okay. I don't want to be for everyone. But I need to show up and be grateful for the people who take the time to leave me a nice review. And if that's you, I love you so much. I want to give you a big hug because I pour my heart and soul into the podcast. And when I see a five-star review and 
someone just taking the time to say, hey, like, I love this podcast. Thank you for creating it. You really helped me, blah, 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 blah. That literally means like the absolute world to me. You have no idea. So I just want to say thank you for that. But anyway, uh, you know, your mindset, if you if you get trapped into oh, people left me a bad review or this person left a rude comment on my Instagram or like, oh, someone's watched my video on TikTok and now they're making fun of me. Like, who cares, you know? But you have to work on the mindset of it will work out. It'll be good. Things will happen for me, you know? This is just a growth and lesson learning opportunity. So anyway, um, and then number seven, and this is an important one too, is the opinions of anyone, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your parents, your best friends, your spouse, your partners are literally worth shit if they don't have the same business as you. So stop asking what they think of yours. So when I say that, a lot of times when we have questions, we're stuck in our business, we don't know who to ask questions to, we go and ask our partners, we ask our best friend, we ask our parents, and they give us bad advice. And then we listen to them. (laughs) Stop asking them what they think. Doesn't matter what they think. They don't have an e-commerce business. They don't have an Etsy store. They don't have an Amazon shop. They have no idea what the hell you're doing. They have no idea how to best give you advice unless they are your exact ideal customer, their opinions of anything with your business don't matter. So stop wasting your time asking them and stop listening to them, okay? I love your friends. I love your parents too. But when it comes to business stuff, it doesn't matter what they think because they don't have your business. They have no idea what the hell you do. Okay, my friends, trying to I tried to keep this under 30 minutes, but we're at 37, so let's wrap it up. So if you liked any of these tips, definitely leave me or send me a message on Instagram and let me know which of these seven tips you resonated with or which of these you're like, yeah, I want to work on this within my business. I think these are all just lessons I've learned over seven years. It doesn't mean that you're at some of these lessons right now, but you know, I always think it's important to I like I personally love hearing what lessons people learn and like what valuable lessons people have learned as being an entrepreneur because they're going to be different for everyone. And I think I think as I am in this more, the stuff that I would share with you has changed a lot. Like a lot of the stuff that I talked about today, if you notice a pattern here is Uh, I guess maybe there isn't a huge pattern, but I'm trying to like look at my list and see if there's a pattern. But yeah, there's a bit of a pattern, like spending your time, almost like how to find happiness in your business. I think that's actually the theme of my tips today. Paying yourself, valuing your time, doing the things that you like. It's okay to change your business, uh, working on your confidence and mindset. So I think, yes, actually six out of the seven things almost tie into this theme of how to like your business, how to treat yourself well with, with while being a business owner. So I like that. But anyway, my friends, thank you so much for listening. And because I did get a one-star review from a troll, if you wouldn't mind, if you like the content here, if you're not going to leave me another rude review... <laughs> please leave me a nice review and just tell me what you like about the podcast. What do you like? What has helped you? What? Tell me a couple of things you want me to talk about in future episodes. But 
most importantly, I just appreciate you taking a minute out of your day and leaving a review. I think I often listen to a lot of podcasts and I love them so much, but I never I never leave reviews. I never tell them how much I love it. So it's a reminder for me that I need to also go and leave a couple of reviews for my favorite podcasts. But if you do the same, I will be so grateful. And if you send me a screenshot on Instagram, let me know that you left me a review. Send me a screenshot before you post it. Because if you post it, you can't take a screenshot. I'll send you a Starbucks coffee. Okay, Starbucks on me. All right, my friends, love you so much and see you next week. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.